What is Shemini Atzeret? By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Shemini Atzeret is the feast celebrated on the eighth day, counting from the beginning of Sukkot or Tabernacles. It is a separate feast from the Tabernacles, however, and is no way a part of it. It is its own convocation. Leviticus 23, verse 36 says, For seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a sacred assembly, and you shall do no customary work on it. There will be some of God's people that will not experience Shemini Atzeret, as they have no real hunger for truth, nor do they like change. They will remain children of the seventh day. Shemini means eighth. The number eight is symbolic of new beginnings, a new cycle, completion. For instance, the covenant of circumcision was performed on the eighth day to complete as it were, or to install the potential for perfection in the human being. Atzeret means to hold back or that which is held back for the purpose of bringing something to a state of perfection. The last or seventh day of the Feast of Tabernacles pictures the final day of harvest. Revelations 14, 14 through 16. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle, and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Part of this latter crop that was judged, marked and set aside at Rosh Hashanah, will be put in the Lord's house for his use, as they have been selected and prepared as his body. These are ones that God has poured truth on and that have accepted the word or revelation released from this end time. They are ushered into the eighth day. This truth is called the latter rain. It has been released to nourish and bring life to the seventh day last planting that is matured now as the eighth day special crop. A symbolic picture is portrayed during tabernacles foretelling this event. Seventy bulls were sacrificed to God, representing the seventy different nations of mankind. But during Shemini Atzeret, only one bull was sacrificed, representing the one nation, the special crop, the new Israel. This is the true seed of Abraham that celebrates this eighth-day feast. Children of the eighth day are a new and different kind of seed. The generation created for the eighth day become higher or greater than what was created during the seven days. They will not be born of Adam, but born through God Himself. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5 through 5 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. 1 John 
5.18 We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. God promised Abraham one level higher, a level closer to God, a special people, a special nation, a special priesthood. These are ones that keep themselves clean and make their robes white. This was a covenant entered into by circumcision on the eighth day, first in the natural and now in the supernatural through circumcision of the heart. These are people of covenant, a people of circumcision, a people that are in no way Adam. They are their own nation of people, separate and yet open to all people that love God and want to be a part of God's kingdom. The Eighth-day people are those who experience Shemini Atzeret, will manifest God's victory over the enemy and through them. As their society grows, the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our God. This carnal realm will slowly fade from sight. Malachi says it this way. Malachi chapter 4 verses 1 through 3. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. You shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. His will is much more important to an eighth-day child than their own. So their works are really His. Their agenda is actually His. Therefore, disappointment is accepted as part of God's plan, just not understood as yet, and seeming failures are but instruments to shape and mold them into His image and show them direction. A closed door of opportunity simply means they are on the wrong path, and they appreciate the Lord closing the door, intervening on their behalf for the sake of the kingdom. Revelations chapter 3, verses 7 through 8. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. The eighth-day people are the church triumphant. Nothing really can overcome them because their Father has all in control, and they are etched in His hand. They were predestined for this time, a different generation, a different race of people who were born in the restored spiritual city of Zion. The eighth-day children are not afraid to be different either because the Bible talks of an age to come, and they realize they must be different to enter that age. No other generation has entered. Does the Bible actually speak about the age to come? Here are just a few examples. Matthew 12:32. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Mark chapter 10 verse 30 says, Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, 
houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. Eternal life is in the age to come. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. As we can see from Scripture, the age to come is very real, and we also saw from Scripture those that enter into it will be made eternal. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51 will be fulfilled in them. They will not only be willing to walk out God's plans, but will obediently obey the laws in their hearts until they actually become the law over sin and evil. In fact, one day they will not even look for or at the wrong thing, but will only see good. Like Adam and Eve before the fall, they will eat only at the tree of life, will not taste of the world's fruit and its tree of good and evil. They will see only the kingdom of God. This realm will dissolve or disappear from their eyes. They will have no remembrance of it. All is good in God's world. No sickness, no pain, no defeat. Only good and life eternal. What a beautiful promise for the children of the eighth day, those who experience the Feast of Shemini Atzeret. For further information on the eighth day, we invite you to read God Has a Plan, Part 7.